the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. And pain, pain, and more pain, Lundy. Uh, that's what I felt yesterday as I was watching Illinois slowly asphyxiate itself against the Loyola Chicago Ramblers uh, to start the day off. But the evening was punctuated as your Oregon State Beavers slapping them tails, making me some money and advancing on a tasting sweetness. Way to go, Wing Tinkle. Yeah, not too bad. A little uh, tinkle magic at Hinkle, huh? I mean, that's what we got yesterday. Brad, true story. We got in between the uh, early games. We had that slight gap on uh, Sunday, early afternoon for us here, Mountain Time. And I thought, you know what? I better head out. I can't jinx it. So I went to the local liquor store and I stocked up on a bunch of Oregon beers. And so I had the fridge ready to go. I had my Oregon State gear on. And then I lost my damn mind for oh. <laughs> approximately three hours. Uh, I, my phone was blowing up. I, w- um, I was trolling you on Twitter with pictures oh, of yes. beavers. <laughs> the animal, was, folks. The animal. All right. Just yes. want to specify that. That was uh, that was a ton of fun. So as painful as it was for you and I to watch Illinois uh, lose at the beginning of the day, that sure was a fun way to end it. Yes, it no doubt was. And I do love Loyola Chicago. No offense to your beavers to come out of this region. Plus 150 now to do so Houston uh with the best odds at plus 100 who knew that the Midwest would be the region that was upside down I thought the East would be blackout drunk but then again this entire tournament is blackout drunk uh and so is Bill Walton as he's been partying his ass off conference of champions winning everywhere covering everywhere trying to tell everybody the conference of champions is the greatest league ever invented and look if you want to get in on any of the tournament action Hey, we're going to have another uh, you know, round of round two games today. You need to do so at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, and is putting new customers in the center of the March Madness action. Bet $1 in any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. Yes, it's that simple. Turning $1 into $100 is 100 to 1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still on the hunt for your shot. At winning $100, all it takes is a $1 bet and that team winning their next game. So here's what you got to do. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the W. That's code FTN to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, let's get to this Monday edition of the Fade Five. Number five. Conference of Champions, Lundy. We do not fade that league. You can't. They're unblemished. They're untouched. They're undefeated. ATS right now. Let's go and tip things off for the matchup. Uh, really, it's the last game on the slate, but the first matchup on our show today, and that is USC Trojans taking on your wife's Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, and I know where your loyalty must reside, uh, but I am fading the Jayhawks here, Lundy, and I'm going to take SE 
minus the one point. Now, SE is 2-5 and five in its last seven games ATS, but I think the length and D of this Trojans team and commitment to, you know, just locking down, uh, particularly on the interior, is a killer combo against a KU team that is number 161-plus in offensive rebounding percentage and defensive rebounding percentage in their last five games. I think the Mobleys, Isaiah White, if they can control the paint and neutralize David McCormick, it is going to be game, set, match for Andy Enfield. You know, Christian Brown, uh, Ochai Abaji, those guys are going to have to really open up the skies and the heavens from outside, which you can do against SC as the Trojans are number 313 over the last month in three-point percentage D, giving up 41.3%. But he also had that X-factor in Taj Edi, who has uh, really been getting after it at times. He can erupt at a moment's notice and, you know, drop 20-25 on you. But but, you know, the accumulation working against Kansas, I think, is going to be too much to bear here. I'm rolling the Trojans. I'm rolling with Evan Mobley, the shortest shorts. And I think they're going to get the job done again, minus one against KU. I know what you have to do, so go ahead and fade. <laughs> I'll go ahead and fade you. You know, I got to do that. Yeah. Here's actually one of the things I will say. As of tape time, Brad, within about the last 10 minutes this morning, Bill Self came out and said that Jalen Wilson has arrived in Indy and oh. is going to play in the game tonight. Big. And I really think that that is going to be a huge shot in the arm for KU. In that first game that the Jayhawks had against Eastern Washington, I really think they missed him um, a ton, having him out there on the court. And so the fact that that news came down right before you and I went to tape, so not only am I fading it for my own personal well-being, uh, <laughs> but I'm also I'm also going to fade you because I do think that Wilson makes a huge difference for them, but they have got to get it done from outside because you're right, the defense of USC, that length, uh, being able to battle on the boards, that's going to be a challenge for KU. But I'll fade you. I'll go ahead and take the Jayhawks to move on to the Sweet 16. Fight on, SC! Number four. All right, let's move on to another Pac-12 team. And again, they've been covering machines and talk about the Cinderella story. And there's been many of them in this NCAA tournament. It's ridiculous. Multiplicity exists right now uh, when it comes uh, to Cinderella. Uh, ACU, Abilene Christian University, the Wildcats taking on the UCLA Bruins. And uh, I think the Cinderella story, the pumpkin carriage, it's going to arrive. It's going to end. Uh, I'm going to take the Bruins here. Minus the four and a half. UCLA three and one ATS in its last four contests. And, you know, this is a low viscosity offense, meaning uh, for UCLA, it's very fluid, Lundy. It's free flowing. And it, the numbers really support that notion. 1.218 points per possession scored in their last seven games. It's top five in all of college basketball. And they are tickling the twine, baby, from outside at a 42.2% clip. Wowzers. Um, you know, and they don't turn the ball over, and that's the biggest key here uh, for UCLA against this tireless group of gnats because that's what the Wildcats are. They just uh, continuously and relentlessly, uh, you know, apply pressure at the full court. Uh, and, you know, got a luxury item underneath there, and Colton Cole at seven feet tall could be a rim protector. Uh, but these guys will have you, you know, gasping for breath, you know, within the first 10 minutes of the game. Just ask Texas's guards overall, really Texas too. I mean, they had 22 turnovers in that game. And that proved to be the difference. But with Campbell 
Mahame Haquez, Bernard, Juzang, I think they got the ball handlers to break the press and convert easy baskets on the other end. UCLA flying high right now offensively, and I think they're going to flap those wings into the round of 16. Uh, the Bruins certainly going to bear their claws here in this contest. So fade or follow, UCLA minus four and a half against Abilene Christian. I will take the Bruins to continue this run and to end the Cinderella for uh, Abilene Christian. I think this is one, Brad. And, and look, Abilene Christian was able to do it against Texas despite the size. But, I mean, they're a, they're not a big team. Um, no, ACU no. is ACU, as you said, they're just kind of they just hustle. They're just gnats. They're buzzing around the court constantly, and they basically are going to try to wear you down because they know they can't do it from a height standpoint. So if UCLA can run with them, stay with them, uh, and and you know not allow for long rebounds, try to be able to control the boards as best as possible against this team that is just flying around the court, I do think that their Cinderella run will end, and UCLA will continue from the first four into the Sweet 16. Yeah, expect the Bruins to deflect. The ACU chaos. Number three. All right, let's move on to a Big Ten representative of the Big Ten. Uh, really floundered in this NCAA tournament. Uh, not a single team right now in the Sweet 16, but, oh, Rutgers was so close yesterday. So close. They blew that game late against Houston, uh, and that would have been really bananas because uh, we could have had an 8 seed, a 12 seed, an 11 seed, and another 10 seed in the Sweet 16 in the Midwest region. But, alas, uh, we did not get that. LSU, Michigan. Uh, I am going to go with the eye of the tiger uh, here uh, and take the five points against the Wolverines. LSU 5-0 ATS in its last five games. And you look at Michigan, um, you know, without Isaiah Livers, that's obviously a massive blow to this offense, uh, dealing with that stress injury in his foot. But even with him on the court here, uh, for a duration over the last six games, they've been waiting in mediocrity. Number 142 in the nation, effective field goal percentage offense. Number 63 in adjusted defensive efficiency. North of 155 in offensive and defensive rebounding percentage. Uh, Hunter Dickinson's drawn too many damn whistles. Uh, that foul trouble has been very problematic. So for LSU to win this thing, or at least keep it close to cover the spread, uh, they have got to be committed on defense. And, you know, that has been an inconsistent area uh, for Will Wade's club. And they got to extend to the perimeter as well. However, they've done that these last six games, Lundy. Shockingly, they have woken up from this defensive slumber. Uh, number 43 in effective field goal percentage over that six-game span. And they're only giving up 27.8% along the arc we know that lsu has a lot of length they love to attack you downhill so if they do draw those whistles with hunter dickinson it will discombobulate it will have this michigan offense disoriented because it really flows through the big seven foot freshman and if they unleash uh, from three with smart and days uh cam thomas as well i think lsu's got a really good shot of uh applying yet another upset to another you know, wild and wacky you know, couple of days and really the first weekend of this NCAA tournament. So give me the Tigers. Rawr! Plus five. Fade or follow. 
This is a rough one for me, man, because part of this is the recency bias of just wanting to pick against the Big Ten. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I just, it's a I hell of a drug, man. My, it's a hell of a exactly. Um, I'm going to follow you with this one. I actually think Michigan wins this game, but I think that it's a tight one, and therefore I think five is too many points. I do, by the way, really like the over at 148. I think these two teams may be able to squash that number. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll roll with LSU getting the points, Brad. But like I said, I'll be honest. I think Michigan wins this but i think they win it at the buzzer essentially i think mm. this is coming down to the final 30 45 seconds this is i think this could be a really tight game maybe one of the more entertaining ones of the day no doubt about it and look if you want to get on some player prop action maybe you want to get a extra something something on cam thomas uh watford eli brooks mike smith hunter dickinson in this game you need to do so right now at monkeyknifefight.com they got all of your favorite player props whether it's for college basketball the nhl the nba over or under more or less on stats you already know that you're tracking and you put them in packs together, and starting with two all the way up to six, the more you hit on the over the owner, the more or less, the more cash you stuff in your pockets at monkeynightfight.com. Here's what you got to do as a new user. Fire off that promo code FTN. Again, FTN. And when you do, you get a free $5 game on the house. Have an MKF in good time at monkeynightfight.com. Number two. All right, let's move on. Another Pac-12 representative, this time the Colorado Buffs. Uh, just right up the road here from where I'm at in the Denver Metro area. And Boulder representing big time going up against the Florida State Seminoles. And I'm going to ride with a stampede and make some guttural noises that Bill Walton would appreciate because Colorado has been trampling the competition. They were fantastic in their opening round matchup against Georgetown, really obliterating the Hoyas from start to finish. And that's been the MO of this team. Fill it up the cup here these last five games, setting a ridiculous 1.211 points per possession, shooting 42.6% from along the arc in a historic fashion uh, in the last game. They, they just simply couldn't miss, and they're generating a second chance as well, 34.2% of the time. So, you know, for Colorado to win this game, I think, you know, they got to, you know, play their style of game, draw a lot of whistles, get to the free throw line where they converted a ridiculous 82.3% clip, and Florida State can be foul prone. Uh, they do, you know, draw a lot of those whistles, and if you get Colorado on the, on the line, it's nearly automatic. Plus, CU's got to really extend their defense, clamp down along the yard because FSU. She's got a ton of sharpshooters, Scotty Barnes, Raekwon Gray, and company. 38.3% on the season as a collective. So make the most out of those second chance opportunities with Evan Batty and Jabari Walker. Uh, and then really take advantage, too, of those self-inflicted wounds from the Seminoles. Let you and I, it's very well documented. We've talked about it time and time again, how FSU is sloppy with the rock. They have turned it over at a 20.3% clip this season. I think it's a good matchup. For the buffs, to be honest with you. And that's why I'm going to ride with them. Plus one and a half. Colorado five and two ATS in its last seven games. Fade or follow. More recency bias with the Pac-12. I will follow on this one. I, I We said it all the way back, what, last week, I think, when we were talking about futures bets we liked. And I said, I like CU in the Sweet 16. So I'm going to I'm gonna stick with my guns, man. Yeah, I'm going to go it. with what I said last week. And I'll take CU with the points. Um, one of the things I really like, Brad, not just the fact that you and I are here in Denver, therefore CU is just up the road. Um, you know, we've followed it because of this podcast, but I'm really glad the rest of the country is getting to see McKinley 
right. He is so yeah. much fun to watch. Really um, as a senior, he has been the leader for this team. Um, and he, as I said, he's just he's fun when he's out on the court, and so is this entire team. They're efficient at the free throw line. That's been well documented. An opportunity actually to finish with the highest free throw percentage of any team in college basketball history, uh, if they can keep it up. So I just feel like this team is going to get to the line. Florida State's going to make some mistakes with the ball. Colorado will make you pay for those. And I think the Seminoles are in trouble, and CU makes it to the Sweet 16. Make some bucks with the buffs. Number one. All right, last but certainly not least, let's talk about the Ohio Bobcats won in exhilarating fashion against the University of Virginia Cavaliers. And listen, folks, yes, you were on it. Congratulations. So was everybody else. Anybody that had a pulse was all about the OHIO against UVA. It was pretty funny watching the victory laps on social media. People like, look at me, look at me. I'm the smartest person in the room because I had Ohio in my bracket. Again, I, I think it was the most popular uh, wager and the most popular uh, team to advance out of the double-digit seeds uh, of any other team that was out there in this tournament, Lundy. So, yeah, congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. Uh, and I think Ohio, if you back them again, you could be doing another victory lap there on social media. I'd like them plus five and a half against the Creighton Blue Jays. The Bobcats, man, they have been making some scrizzatch uh, for backers here these last 11 games. 10-1 and one ATS. This offense is electrifying. 1.198 points per possession scored their last seven 54.7 percent inside the arc 40.7 outside of it ben vonderplas uh, was you know plunging daggers against uva in that first matchup and they've done a really good job extending the d as well giving up just 25.5 percent over that seven game stretch so you know if jason preston can play aggressive get downhill at times he can be a little unselfish too unselfish uh, but if he can attack the 10, he's one of the best finishers in college basketball. Obviously, a guy that can step out and knock down a ton of triples, uh, create for Vonderplas, create for Roderick, you know, some of those excellent complimentary players on this high-powered Ohio offense. And in a game that's going to be free-flowing, you know how Creighton plays. They're very well-spaced. It's almost a an NBA style, which I think is really conducive for Ohio, though Creighton, you know, again, I've said this before, it's one of Greg McDermott's better defensive teams, top 40 in the country, just a defensive efficiency, but free throws, I think, are going to be a bugaboo uh, as Creighton, as a team, shockingly shooting only 64.1%, so if it is nip and tuck down there in the end, those free throws, those bricks at the charity stripe could make the difference of Ohio covering or not covering, and I think in the end, uh, the Bobcats will roar yet again. So give me Ohio plus five and a half. Fade or follow. I will follow as well. Yeah, keep patting yourself on the back, folks, and grass is green. Um, <laughs> look, right. one of the things that's been pretty impressive, you look at Ohio, they actually um, they could not defend the three during conference play. Saw a stat, I think it was 38% they allowed from outside the arc in their conference play, but over the course of what they've done in the last four games, they've actually held opponents below 26% from outside the arc. So all of a sudden, they've tightened up that defense on the outside. I think that can play into this game, but look, the, the Bobcats are on a roll. Yes, they were the sexy pick in the first round. Congratulations, everybody. But this could wind up being another opportunity where we've got a team coming out of nowhere, and you said it, this entire bracket is drunk, okay? <laughs> so we might as well kick back, put 
our feet up, join them, and have an adult beverage, uh, and just watch the wackiness continue. Yeah, no, no doubt about. It. They call it March Madness for a reason, folks. And quit trolling me on Twitter. Oh, Evans had Illinois. That's his champion. He doesn't know anything. Nobody knows anything right now. None of it makes any sense. Again, we're living in the stupid upside down. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a reading and a review, would you kindly? And check out FTN Bets, FTN Fantasy, and FTNDaily.com for all of your sports betting and fantasy sports content needs. Use that promo code EVANS to score 10% off your subscription today. And as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.